Oh. Oh, okay. Well, it like happens a lot. Like, for example, like whenever me and Julian go play basketball, we usually like wear a Chicago for Jesus shirt, and like we usually have. Well, I don't, I don't know about him, but I usually have a conversation with someone. Like the first time we wore, uh, we bought the shirt. I remember this guy. Uh, it was really late. Remember that tall dude? This is tall guy. He came up to me. He's like, "Hey, uh." Man, dude, uh, good game. I, I like your shirt. <laughs> as soon as he said that, man, we started talking about, you know, inviting. We told him about the vision, and then we invited him to church. And then also people that I, you know, I used to know before, like when I used to go to high school and stuff like that, where I wasn't living for God. Then they seen me with a shirt, and it's like, oh, gee, I like that shirt. I gotta get it as a tattoo. Then I, I was just telling them, like, somebody said I gotta get it as a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, man, dude, it's, it's a crazy message, and it's really encouraging. Hey, man, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Now, do you have a positive one, Ulysses, you want to share? Um, I do just want to say, like, back to the Tigers. Yeah. The game member said he really enjoyed the things he did because he's running into things like the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, isn't that awesome? Amen. That's right. That's right. That's what. That's what's up right there. Thank you. Yeah. So many good things coming from it. It's just a shirt. I understand that. But I mean, I think God is really unifying people. There's just a lot of pain in this city right now. You can see it on the news. There's a lot of despair in our nation. There's there's just people that you know never really recovered from the recession. They're still just struggling with their bills. They've never really felt like they got it back together. There's a lot of violence on the streets. There's a lot of racism. A lot of tension. You know. And I think when you wear something like this, you're saying to people like, hey, I'm one of the good guys. I'm here helping. And uh, if you stop and talk to the people, you'll just hear these interesting stories, man. A lot of them will be encouraging, like this one you see in the wheelchair. Or, uh, you know, I was at McDonald's, and I met a, uh, an older couple. They go to a local church, and they were just so encouraged to see somebody, you know, representing the, the faith, you know, representing Christ. And like I said, I could just be here all day. I'll let Julian have the last one. But uh, you, you can really see it really uplifts people's spirits, especially for the Christians, because there's a lot of oppression on churches right now. A lot of churches are not ministering. A lot of churches are staying within the walls. Uh, you know, <clears throat> very few are doing well, very few. Uh, only about 10% of churches are even growing right now. And uh, it's really deceiving when you look at a church like Chicago, because, I mean, a city like Chicago, because you'll see like a lot of great churches and they're, and they're big and, and that's awesome. But that doesn't represent the overall stat of Christians in Chicago. What's really happened is, is just a lot of smaller churches are closing. A lot of things are dying like that. And these people just kind of get transfer growth. They say most of the church growth, 80% of it, is transfer growth. That means when they're going to that church and they're showing up, they had gone to another church. And, and I could be here all day telling you those stories. Uh, one, one in particular would be like the story of Ashley and the church that she was a part of and how it really was struggling and she comes to another church. I could tell you stories like that. So we, we rejoice, of course, for the strong, healthy churches that are in Chicago. There's probably at least a dozen that are really strong and healthy that I know of. But you got to understand, there's 8 million people in this city. 8 million. You're talking 100,000 just in this vicinity. Just in this vicinity, guys. Okay, so we got to take that serious. Go ahead, Julian. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know, I don't want to be responsible for that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Oh, man. Amen. 
Okay, well, that's between you and the Lord. That's not my thing. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah. Shallow. That's right. And that's so true because this church right here, the Church of Christ, I was talking to somebody. I, I, one of their youth pastors, uh, they had a youth minister. I was doing an internship. She was with us, and she said at that time, like years ago, there was only like 20 uh, people that were going to that big old church. And then I just met somebody at the bus stop, and they said, yeah, I go over there. And I said, how many people go over there? She said, oh, I think about 5 to 10. Yeah, and the church I used to rent. Yeah, the church. Yeah, that big one right there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the church that I used to rent. The one that's Old Irving Park Methodist, now uh, Andrew's mom goes to it, and it's a gay-affirming church. And she said sometimes there's only about a dozen of us in that building right there. And she said, I'm looking at you guys growing and moving. And she said, I can't understand it. We're so welcoming, and we're supposed to have, you know, more people coming in here. You're preaching hellfire. You're preaching judgment. You're preaching this, and yet your church is exploding. I said, because it's the truth. We do it because we love people. Amen. We do it because we love people. And that and that's why probably next week the... the um, the message is going to be uh, the fire. You know, it's going to have that, that one sentence that Jesus said about the fire. What was the question? Yeah. Oh, yeah, gay affirming means, yeah, they approve it. And, uh, yeah, for, for next week, Lord willing, unless the Lord uh, changes my heart, it will probably be, uh, this, this will be the title right here, Thrown into the Fire. Thrown into the Fire. Yep, and I'm going to... Uh, yeah, yeah, fire. And I'm going to start off because I have to prepare my heart. I'm going to start off by telling the people I will not use my sense of humor in this message. I do not want anyone to get confused about how serious I take it. It is not a joke to me. It is not funny to me. It is not something I talk about lightly. You, you know, I'm going to tell the church, you have heard me bring up hell in our messages. You've heard me explain it at different times. But I'm going to dedicate a message to it so that you will understand this is true and that there is a better place to go to. You know, and so it's going to be powerful. So for those of you who can think about that, pray for me that I can, uh, you know, really prepare that and maybe bring some of your friends or just invite people because uh, we want to really have a good doctrine of hell. It's part of the Bible. It's part of truth. And uh, it's a place where many people are going, the Bible says right now. He says the path, uh, the narrow path, very few find it, but it's the wide path that many go upon that leads to destruction. And so we want to prevent those people, amen, from going through destruction. Okay. So uh, let us get into our, our, our talk today about vision. We've already done Rudy's. We've already done uh, Tina's. We never finished yours? Okay. Yeah, let's go back to yours then. Let's start there. Let's start there. Yes, go ahead. No, at this point, I don't want you to have to do it. Just listen to ours as they go through it. You have just started, and to try to go back through this would, uh, would not be beneficial. But I appreciate your willingness to do that. Yeah, no problem. 
can you either just tag me in a new post on your thing, because you know, I'm talking to Tina, because it might take me a long time to find this. Just say, hey, Joe, here it is. You did? Okay, thank you. Okay, there we go. Okay, so the overall mission, I can't really highlight because I can't read it. Loving God and loving people by equipping parents and their children to discipleship, to strengthening their relationship in Christ with their family by equipping parents and their children through discipleship. Okay, no, I think that's good. I'm good with that. What did I just touch? Oh, I clipped the wrong thing. Okay, so objectives. Go through them for us, please. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I totally get where you're coming from. I think you should put family order in there. Yeah, put family order because these are all spiritual principles, and I think we need a principle of, of, of practicality. Okay. So family devotionals, family worship, family prayer, family order. Okay. okay. And you're going to train. Yeah. Keep going, please. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Objectives, rather. I think those are really good. Those are good. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's go to the strategies. Okay. Awesome. Very good. Very in-depth. I like the thought you put into this. And then um, basically the goal at the end. Okay. Yeah, but I think the workshops need to be a part of the weekly thing. Yeah. 
I thought that's what you were just going over. Yeah, so you'll have weekly lessons and weekly workshops, correct? Yeah. So what you would want to do is say under strategies to make it look cleaner is you would want to say, because um, you put a time frame in there. Let, let me just think through this real quick. You would want to say, take out weekly and bi-weekly. Just put strategies, have a capital like, um, like it's a title, lessons, and then have workshops, BB as a title, and then event nights as a, as a uh, title. Do you get what I mean by that? Like then put a colon? Okay, so, so you basically have three strategies to do lessons, workshops, and event nights. And since we spent a lot of time on this before, I really don't want to go into every depth here. I think I get what you have here and it looks great. So uh, the goal, teaching families to function in the kingdom of God the way God intended them to. That's wonderful. Does anybody want to add to this or encourage Tina? Yes. I have a question. Yeah, this is for any family that wants to, yeah, if you just look at the overall vision, mission, it's for any family that wants to strengthen their relationship in Christ within their family. Yeah. Just trying to help her out because I want to kind of get through this and get some, some of the others. I feel like we've done a lot of the same ones and I got to get them closed out today. Okay. Yep. And and B. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So Tina, work on that. That should be it for you. Okay. Let's go to Julian's next. I want to get to somebody's new. Okay. Julian, tag me in your post. Otherwise, I'll be here all day trying to find it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It might be harder for some of these guys to find it. Awesome. Yeah, just put mine in there. It's easier. Tag me in there. Okay, Julian, overall mission. How come you don't have the loving God thing there? Oh, the vision statement. How am I going to do this? Let me see here. Okay, yeah. Mission, vision statement. Okay, start with the mission, please. Good. I like that. Um, whatever happened with skating? Do you skate anymore like you used to? I skate, but that's not on my heart. I mean, that's not what God placed on my heart to do. Okay. Yeah, so when you were thinking about a skate park and all that, that was just kind of the zeal of the Lord at the time, just looking at how you connect your passion to what God was doing. That's cool, yeah. And who knows, that may, ever, that may come back at a different time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's really in right now is using different uh, opportunities to reach young people. A lot of businessmen want to get behind stuff like that. So when I was in Lawndale uh, Church Community Center thing, 
They have so many properties, so many things they're doing, dude. They have like a hip hop studio. They have all of that. I'll definitely, uh, we'll talk about that here. Recommend you going to visit and see how they're doing it. They're actually teaching people how to DJ. They have the, uh, the turntables. They have a studio. It's pretty amazing all the things they're doing. Um, and then, uh, you know, like what you're talking about, like the gym, you know, that goes all the way back to YMCA. That was a way of reaching young people back then. And we definitely need that now. Um, another thing is skate parks and those different things. You see that a lot on the West Coast where the, where the weather is better, where they can have it outdoors and keep it. They'll designate a part of their parking lot to it. I was at a youth group, youth group here in Yorkville, Illinois, suburban uh, church, and they had a skate park out there, dude. It was so cool, man. I wish they still had it. Sadly, this guy divorced his wife, became an alcoholic, uh, but he was a, a good youth pastor when he was doing it. So those, those kinds of things that God gets you in your heart, you don't have to limit the Lord. You know, the Lord can bring all of that together at one time. You know, you can just see like, let's say this church right here had a warehouse in the back of it. And a lot of them do. You know, there are storefronts that have warehouses that they put their, uh, their materials in, like things that they were storing, you know. And you could just see, you know, you tear off the roof here, you could put a skate park right indoors right here, dude. You just put some, you know, lip trick things, you know, a, a little mini, little, you know, half pipe, you know, and just stuff. Dude, you, it could be done so easily. And you could see God using it just like that, you know. So just always keep your heart open to that. Don't close the door there. But I love the idea of a music ministry. Okay, let's go to the vision. Okay, that's where I think we need to we need to hone in on this a little bit. Um, so before we get into your strategies and all of that, just kind of summarize who is coming into the studio. Are these Christians or not Christians? Okay, so the people that are want to be coming into the studio will be Christians. Okay. So Christian artists, recording artists, they don't necessarily have to be uh, rappers or hip hop musicians. Okay. Christian artists that are looking to so artists. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. That's good. Yes. That's good. I like that. Nice, nice. I like that. Anybody want to add to this? There's a lot to add in here. We've got to fill, we got to put some meat on the bones here. I would say something like loving God more through like discipling future worshipers or like Christian leaders. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And putting studio in there, but I like, I like leading in with discipling artists, discipling musicians, something like that, leading in with that. Who else? Some meat on the bone. I'll keep going. Um, loving God and loving people by discipling artists and musicians through studio work, uh, through recording and music distribution, through music recording and distribution, or through recording and music distribution, music distribution and performance. Yeah, write, write all those ideas that I'm coming up with and let's put it together in a sentence because that sounds so cool, doesn't it? You know, are you called into music ministry? Okay, well, let's start distributing it. There's never been a better time to start distributing music than right now for the Lord. What an awesome opportunity. Dude, I mean, you could even start this right here in the church. I don't want to get ahead of myself of how you could do this right here. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. The goal is uh, the ultimate goal is to have forty recording studios with full staff. Nice. Nice. So, and it wouldn't be like uh, it wouldn't be a monetary thing. So it would be like it would be a part of the church. Like my vision was to have it yeah. like the church studio on the side of it. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually it'd be a whole building, but right next to the church where the church building. Yeah. So why not just make it 50? Make it follow the vision. Follow with 50 churches, 50 studios. Because every church is going to implement the same exact thing. And then as we have the opportunities, we can build studio production into it. Because all of the ministries that we're going to do are going to always have worship. They're always going to have preaching. So they need that. And then, then to distribute it, that's, I mean, that's what's up. So why not use it for all purposes then? I know, man. It's, it's such a huge thing. It's been on my heart forever. It's been on my heart forever for this thing to come about. And I really pray that you take this and run with it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I think uh, 
Tina is, is on to something there, but we, we need to, the, these two things here, performance and music distribution are just as important. So I, I'm really... That's what I think it, it will be one day, but let's let's start with where you're at and what we can start with now. But um, yeah, that's actually pretty good. I love, yeah. Well, see, but then now we would be getting into two different things because it is the ultimate goal for like MPI does publishing for MPI to do uh, studio work like Hill Songs and Jesus Culture, right? But I don't want to uh, come into your vision at this point. I want you to decide as we put more together if this is going to be what we want to do, okay? But it sounds like that's what you want to do. I mean, but I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want you to have to decide that today. Um, <laughs> so you want to be you want to be a pastor that's in charge of what what we're wanting to do with music and things like a, you want to do the labels like MPI label, whatever we call it at that point. That's right. That's right. And then people will support you. See, people will get behind them. See, Reinhard Bonnke can bring in $100 million a year. Joyce Myers can bring $100 million a year. And the majority of it come not through what they're selling, but through what they're getting from donations. You can have a $100 million a year budget and have the largest kind of ministry you've ever seen in America without ever having to sell anything first and foremost. You can start giving away, like Joyce Myers does, her conferences. You can give away a lot of your books to your supporters. But you can say to them, this is how you can support me. This is what you can do. And you can set up creative means. And then you can say, hey, if you want it on iTunes, here it is on iTunes. You know, 99 cents if you want it on iTunes. But if you just want to jam it, we got our YouTube channel here. You can just jam it. If you want to download it yourself as an MP3, here it is. But here's how you can support us. Get it from iTunes. You know, it's that simple. You know, or buy the hard copies, you know, but CDs by, you know, in the next couple of years will be, you know, gone away with. But you get what I'm saying? And so it's, it's very easy to say, if you want to support us, this is how you do it. And then also asking for people to believe in your mission, you know. And you could ask them to subscribe and become a partner and say, look at what we've developed. Look at how we're giving it out. If you just give $10 a month, you subscribe to our thing, you, you, you know, deduct automatically. You'll get our music every week sent to your email. Be nice and convenient. And you'll see the fruit of what we're doing, just as if we're a mission organization doing X, Y, and Z. And like I said, that's people get behind things like that, like Joyce Myers. If I could uh, put up her budget right here, you would see, because I've looked at it. The product she sells... It's only like $9 million, but her donations is like $90 million a year. As a matter of fact, let me just uh, get it for you guys here. Um, yeah, let me, let me do it like this. This would be cool. I'll find it here. Joyce Meyer Finances. 
There you go. Boom. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Here we go. Click here to download the booklet. And let me just show you guys just to encourage you. Because, yes, this has always come up at different times. Um, you know, because this idea is, well, then how are we going to pay for stuff? You know, how are we going to pay for whatever? You know, well, yeah, you're going to do it the right way. You're going to do it a biblical way. Okay, ministry facts. Okay. Okay, annual report. Here we go. Okay, here we go. So, so you guys can be encouraged by this. Yeah, that's sounding good. I, that, yeah, you got to add a little more meat. You, yours, I think, is pretty much complete there. Give me just a second because I want to make sure I get this right. Look at this right here, so you guys can see that your pastor ain't telling no lies. <laughs> watch this right here, okay? So here's all the, this is going to be the, the in-depth report where all the shekels are. Okay, watch this right here. Yep, that's what all good ministries do. Look at this. Contributions right here, $94 million in contributions. Contributions and revenues from affiliated, $4 million. Contributions from meetings, that's when they're taking up offerings, okay? So that's 94 plus 2 plus 4 is 6. That's $100 million from people giving, not getting anything in return. She does the conference for free, takes up offerings, receives $2 million. Overseas, where her tele television show is, $94 million, $4 million. Where she's actually on here, she's telling you support her. You know, she's going to help you out and do all these different things. $94 million. Look right here. Sale of Christian materials. How much? $6 million. $100 million of donations. $6 million of product sales. If all she was living off of was what she was selling, she would be missing out on $100 million. Hello. 
Let that teach you. Let that build faith. Let that set in a little bit, Sadi. I know you're an eager beaver. You're new, but I want you to learn a little bit, too. Remember, the Bible says slow to speak. Let a lot of this set in, okay? You'll learn that. You'll learn my uh, way of doing things in class. If I get in a lot of rabbit trails, it's going to take off what I'm, what I'm focused on doing here. So I always like to make time afterwards. So write down your questions if you don't get them all in, okay? Or comments, you know? And then Facebook's always a good time for me to read them later, too. Uh, but let this settle in. Think about that. $100 million in donations. $6 million in product sales. You think God could do that with a studio? You think God could do that with a music production group that's traveling, that's doing music? You think God could do that with Jesus culture? Free concerts. She does free conferences. just takes up offerings. She doesn't charge. Every now and then she'll do something different where she charges, but all her main ones, always free. F-R-E-E -E free. Hello? Let that encourage you guys. Let that teach you what's going on here. This is what I believe God is doing. Oh, yeah, here it goes. Women's conferences and other registrations. So here are those times where she'll actually charge for her conference. A million dollars. But all the rest of those are free. These are like the special ones she does throughout the year. Praise God. Praise God. See, God can do it, guys. God can build a $100 million ministry based on your donations and people believing, based on the donations people give to you. Don't buy into this lie. You have to sell things in the church to have money. Get out of that mindset. Oh, and you guys already saw what happened with Lecrae, right? You guys saw what happened with Reach Records. Yeah, they sold out. See, has not, has not your spiritual poppy already been telling you about this stuff? See, was I leading you wrong? No, I already saw it coming. I already saw it coming. Their hearts had changed. The, the game had changed. Uh, Sadia, once again, they'll have to share this with you later, but this is something that we had talked about before. But the game had changed. And uh, yeah, it's a rapping group. And so the game had changed, and it was no longer about souls. It was no longer about concerts for the hurting, and now you see it. Now you see it. Take me at my word. Take this pastor at his word. I'm not trying to hurt you guys. I'm not trying to tear down your heroes. I'm not trying to make uh, people look bad so we can look good. I am being honest with you. The church is sick right now. We need discipleship. We need evangelism. We need the love of the gospel again. We need to be what Salvation Army once was, an army of soul winners, not ringing bells in front of a Walmart. Are you guys with me? We need to be what the YMCA used to be, a young men's Christian association. We need to reclaim these wells. Like in the Old Testament, they would have wells of water, and if they weren't taken care of, there'd be you know, dust and dirt would get in them. And we need to go back and dig out that dirt and reclaim those ancient wells. We need to go back to those places where once God was blessing in America, God was blessing youth movements in America that were centered around Christian conduct. God was blessing a movement of soul winners and uh, charitable givers, you know, in the church. Salvation Army. I mean, they were, they were organized. They came from a Methodist background. They were organized just like the Methodists, but they had in the rank of military, you know. And that's why you'll still see them wearing uniforms, the ones who are the leaders in their churches. And, uh, you know, God blessed it. And that's what we need today. Amen. Sadia, what did you want to share? I know you've got a lot going on in your heart right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Joyce Meyer is a millionaire. And the reason why she is is because she does have books that go into her name. But what she'll get paid from here is probably a very minimal amount. And then she may make uh, things off of another source. I don't know. Or it could just be here. To me, that's, that's not what I was trying to pull up here. I just wouldn't have time to get into it. 
Yeah, and, that, and that's what we want to learn from this. But I don't know. Sometimes uh, they, they make, uh, well, you see what you would see here is you would go to salary here. Um, see, this is a non-for-profit ministry, and sometimes they can, they can have for-profit things too, but I don't think that's what she's doing. Let me see here. Uh, professional fees, salaries, there you go. Yeah, that's all of them. So what's going to happen is somewhere out of here she's getting paid. And she may get paid a, a, uh, a million a year. I don't know. Where did you get 60000 from? Yeah. No, that was interest. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, that was interest. Interest. Yeah. He doesn't want a studio just for his soul. He wants to build a record label. Wow. And he's all the equipment in that studio is all his stuff. Wow. So he's gonna take it all out, take it to his house, and we're gonna record there. That's and awesome. He's gonna be like, dude, you wanna build a record label? Come under the vision of our church. And yeah. Here. And that's, that's where we, we have to be careful, careful because we don't want him to come unless he comes the right way, yeah. which is coming through the church, the one on one, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me just say this, and this is where you just have to trust me on this. What we're going to do may happen now or it may happen in the future, but it's okay to make plans today. You can make plans and start to work with people and collaborate in any way you want. You could start a label with them and don't feel like there's any division to that. You could have five labels if you want. Just know that when the Metro Praise thing comes, we're going to do it a certain way and we'll still think of you as a part of that, okay? So I don't want you to feel like you have to be divided. So, yeah, go, go in whatever God's sharing with you to do. And when we're able to start doing this, we're going to start seeing this happen. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. SUM, yeah, that's a good question. It's not really related, but that is a good question. I guess it is kind of related, but SUM is not a Metro Praise ministry. So Metro Praise and SUM are two separate ministries that have partnered together. So Metro Praise doesn't have authority over SUM, and SUM doesn't have authority over Metro Praise. You guys have signed your own individual code of conducts with Metro Praise and with SUM. And so SUM has a different code of conduct than um, Metro praise, and we've asked, and we've discussed that this is good for you to bring up, uh, just yeah, unrelated to his thing, but just in general. So for us, we ask you guys to submit to their to their stricter rules, even though we don't agree with them, because it's for your benefit to be at SUM as a Bible college, and so we're not here to cause any division. And, that, and, that, and the, that's one thing. And then the other thing is they just really love fasting, continual fasting over and over. Every quarter they love to fast. And we believe that the fast has been fulfilled in Christ and that now we're fasting from sin and feasting in his love and glory. And that we only really see fasting as a part of repentance and, and the Old Testament in that kind of way. And maybe I'll talk about that with you guys. I know I did early on, maybe in your first year, we talked a lot about my views of fasting. But once again, you not eating and spending time with Jesus is going to work for your benefit. 
Whether or not it's a legitimate command of the New Testament, that's for another time. I would just give you my point right here. It's a very simple point. Show me anywhere in the New Testament where Paul and the epistles command it. There's only a couple times where, where Jesus kind of refers to it. And once again, he's in a Jewish context. He also refers to going to the altar. He also, also refers to leaving your gift there if you have an ought to get someone. So he's in a Jewish context. And I believe that's who he was talking to. If and when you fast, this is how, when you fast, this is how you fast. You don't, you don't do it like these guys. You do it like this. But he never said continue on fasting, continue on doing this. And you never see Paul commanding it fast. You never see Paul or any of the uh, New Testament writers command it. They command prayer, they command holiness, they command all of these things. Yeah, yeah, so don't feel bad. And uh, it's okay to share your thoughts with them, but we're not there to be troublemakers either. You know, and then with him, he would be under Metro Praise Rules, amen? So he could pop a bottle and have some fun and do it under God's grace after he graduates. Yeah, but that's between him and the Lord, you know. We, what we've asked all of our ministries is that they don't change the code of conduct because then there's all these different things that could come up. Like the single mom says, well, we don't do this and we don't do that. Just let each individual decide what they're going to do. You know, now, uh, if certain people don't like drinking, they can share that as they disciple people. They can say, hey, you know, I don't like to drink. Like Ricky Rivera is one of our elders. She doesn't want to drink it. Nothing to do with drinking. His wife does, though, but he's not He's not going to push that. He's just going to say, this is what I do. Now, if, you, if you're being mentored by him and you, you hear his heart for it, you may say, well, I want to be like Ricky. I don't want to drink. That's awesome. We just don't want Ricky to come alongside and then make a rule that says, I don't want anybody in my marriage life group drinking. Because then it breaks the fellowship rules of the Bible. The Bible says not to fight and divide like that. The Bible says to, to, to take care of the weaker brother and not to put them down. So if they say, you know, I don't want to be around it, that's fine. But we don't change the rule for you. We just simply change our behavior when we're around you. You know what I'm saying? Those are a whole lot of other discussions there. But I really want to get done. Uh, can you just hold that thought? Because I literally have six minutes and I want to finish Julian's thing. We have opened up a lot of conversations here. Okay. Loving God and loving people by assisting Christian artists through discipleship, through music production, uh, distribution, and performances. Let's take out those two throughs. Yeah, Let's I change it to uh, loving God and loving people by assisting Christian artists by discipleship through by. production, distribution, and performances. So you just put by instead of through. Yeah. Hold on, but I'm not getting your new stuff right here. I still have this. Yes, and Rudy's bringing up a good point. You're, you're, you're at, you know, it, technically it could be that, but it's really not. It could be confusing. I get that. Um, I don't know. Why don't you two guys talk it out? I have my thoughts. Let's let's not make Rude, uh, uh, Julian do it right now. Let's see if you can convince him. Convince him of the best way you think. You guys talk it through. I think that you put it your way, Julian. By this episode through music production, distribution, and performances. Um, like Pastor Joe said, it could be done that way, but it would be confusing. Like, then they'll ask, well, um, um, so we have to make music in order to get the discipleship part? Or, like, 
Well, the, the whole thing is set up on that they are Christian, of course, they're, they're, they're wanting to be artists or they are artists and they want to, you know, distribute their music through the studios that, they, that we're offering. And the only way that that's going to happen is through the discipleship at our church and, you know, being a part of a disciple, a real disciple of Jesus rather than just a Christian recording. Then you being saying that, then um, the way it's, it's put on my first post, through discipleship and music production, distribution and performances will sound better because they're assisting these Christian artists to do both discipleship and music production. It's not one or the other or one through the other. It's kind of like hand in hand, but not, um, not from one another. You know, it's hand in hand. Discipleship and music production is how you're assisting these Christian artists, and that's my that's my uh, argument for myself. I can see almost like a two-edged version at least at times here. It would um, it would be loving God, loving people by assisting Christian artists through discipleship with music production, distribution, and performances. So it would be changing. The word by to through and changing the word through with with. I like that one because then it shows that discipleship is the essential thing. Yes. And music production, distribution, and performances is what is Yes, exactly. If you feel that, I would make that change then and yeah. call it a day. If not, I'll let him now make the final decision. It's always good to hear other people's point of views. We'll get here. Um, man, we're just... Well, I think at this point for the assignment, I think we can actually close yours out right now as well. Basically, you're, you're, you're saying what we've already talked about. You want to open a studio. You want to uh, have the, these artists work with you, start a nonprofit label. I actually think that's good. I think you've said it all right there. And then your goal is to have 50 recording studios alongside of the church plants to support new upcoming artists and um uh, their performances. I, that, I would just add with our coming, because you're, you're also promoting their their performances as well. We're not just recording the studio. The label is going out and performing. Amen? I think that's good. Does anybody want to add to that now? We are literally to the last minute. I want to hear from Joe B. personally at the end. Yes, Christian. Um, for the objectives, just to make it simpler. Yeah. I would just make it just a few words. Yeah. Like, first part, disciple. Second part studio, and yeah. Then nonprofit, and then further on, if you make a website, which eventually you just work, yeah, yeah, you would actually explain each point. Thank you, and that's what I was sharing with uh, Tina as well. And uh, I like how Jason kind of said my he, he took my uh, uh, way of doing things when he did this uh, presentation for his class, whatever. And so that's what I think helps you guys out when you look at stuff like that. You can either use a colon or those two lines, but it really clarifies, uh, clarifies stuff. You know, where's his thing? His thing's below this. There we go. That. But here, here it is. It's real simple. If you look at the way I do my messages, uh, an outline is very easy to follow here. Right? You guys like it? It makes it easy. So this is like how you were saying, bullet pointing it. So one, uh, discipleship. Two, studio. Or I would put discipling artists and musicians. Make, you know, put a little meat on that bone there. 
So discipling uh, artists and musicians, studio production, recording, whatever. You could add a little, you, it's up to you. You know, some people like one word, some people like a little phrase. And then the third one, uh, nonprofit label. And then you could put number four, uh, performances. Yeah, I'll put performances in there. Yeah, because that's. Yeah, you actually didn't have to begin. Yeah, so you think bigger than just the studio. Because why are we doing all this? What's, what, what's amping us up? What's getting the artist excited? Just somebody bumping it on their iPad? They want to go out and actually use this as a, as a ground, you know, means to preach the gospel, right? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We just thank you for what you put inside of Julian's heart, Lord. We pray that you will anoint him and appoint him, Lord, to be this leader, God, to work with the church. And uh, Lord, now until then, Lord, let him uh, grow in these giftings. Let him study. Let him work alongside of other studios uh, in the band that he's in with Jason. I pray you'll prosper him and use him for your glory. And Lord, all of us here, as we are learning how to serve you and to organize uh, better, encourage us, Lord, strengthen us. Let us never lose the sight of what is most important, and that is the cross. May we all be cross-eyed. May we know nothing but the cross so that we can love you and love people. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys.